Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of Lessons in Savvy Living. I'm your host, Sia Knight, and I am the CEO and founder of 40 Something Savvy. So, as you all know, you, with Lessons in Savvy Living, I have a woman who comes on every episode to share real stories real lessons. So real women, real stories, real lessons. And this time, I'm so happy to be able to introduce someone I've known for uh, a bit of time now. I would say about five, five or so years. It's been a long time. And even though her last name is Knight, we are not related. <laughs> but I am going to let Jamie Newton Knight uh, introduce herself to you by telling us three things that people should know about you. Take it away. Hello, everyone. Um, thank you so much, Sia, for having me. Again, my name is Jamie Newton Knight. Uh, I'm most known for Blended Black Family, but I am now restructuring things and I am called the Motherhood Mastery Mentor. Ooh. And I help women take charge of their lives, balance their families, and co parent with ease. So, those are three things that people should know about me. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So that's great because I thought of you when I came up with the topics for this current iteration of Lessons in Savvy Living. And I said, listen, I want to have a variety of different topics that we can learn from and that we can share. And I said, when I have someone to talk about blended families, I am going to ask Jamie Newton Knight to come on the show. Yay. Thank and you. Yes, and thank you for saying yes. So Jamie, what is your story around blended families? What you know about this? Wow, girl. <laughs> so I never, you know how you look back on your family after some time. So I never look back on my family, but we've been blended for a very long time. Um, I remember growing up and my grandmother actually um, introducing me. She's like, yeah, this is your grandmother. And I'm like, how? Like my dad's mom is this one and you are my mom's mom. So how is she my grandma too? And it was my grandfather's new wife. So we used to call her grandma as well, which I never thought about a second thought about it. We always grew up. We knew who she was. We knew who our extra aunts were. And that was what it was. And my own family, my mom, uh, my siblings and I have different fathers. So we're blended in that way as well. But for my personal family, I have two older children from previous relationships and I have two younger children with my husband who I've been married to for 10 years now. Well, this year will be 10 years. Um, and so, wow, my son's I always mention my daughter's father because we were together for such a short time um, and we were teenagers. It was a teenage pregnancy. So I mentioned that, but because there was no real relationship in it, I don't talk about that aspect of it. However, with my son's dad, we were together for seven years. We were literally on the verge of getting married. And when I say on the verge, I mean, three months before our wedding, I found out that he was cheating. And so, boom, the world blows up. And in my world, I felt like the world blew up. The rug was pulled from under my feet. And I felt like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? I've been with this man for seven years. We have a son together. 
our daughter, you know, my daughter now looked at him as a, an extra parent because she's known him since she was two years old. So from two until she was seven or eight. So it was just like, oh my goodness, like, what are we doing? What do we do now? Um, and so I honestly felt like my world had blown up and I didn't know what I was going to do. And um, I took some time for myself, to myself, like, I was like, two years, I'm not going to date, I'm going to be celibate, and, and I need to get this thing right. And I just started doing a lot of inner work on myself, and it started to um, help me be able to co-parent better. So I had to learn tools on making our co-parenting relationship better. So I'm the person that I blend with the most or the family that I do a lot more co-parenting with. My daughter's 26 now. So we do have a relationship, her father and I and his wife and their family, we do have a relationship and it's fine. But the one that I, I'm interacting with the most is my, uh, my son's father. And that's because we were together for so long. Our families are connected. My mom still calls his mom um, we still do barbecues together. Like we celebrate the kids' birthdays together and stuff like that. But of course, it took a lot of work to get there. After being with a person who told you, you know, who three months before the wedding, you found out they cheated, you don't really want to have a relationship with them. And I definitely didn't want to have a relationship with her because I felt like she knew he was with somebody and she still messed with him anyway. So the relationship between us was rocky from the start. So to, we had to get to that place of where we are now, where we do cookouts together and we celebrate each other's graduate, kids' graduations together. But it was definitely not an easy road getting there. And so is that who he ended up with? Yes, he did. He married her. Mm. Okay. Well, wonderful. <laughs> I, I, I'm a fan of marriage and I'm a fan of um, love. So I'll leave it at that. Yes. So what's interesting about your story, Jamie, and I love these interviews because I get to learn more about the guests that I have who are my friends who I know. I get to learn more about their stories because I actually didn't know that side of your story. Yes. I knew your side as being the new partner the new spouse the the stepmom or right. yes so but i didn't know because there there are two different dynamics at play um there's the one when you're the mother and then the child's other parent enters in a new relationship and then there's you're in the new relationship and you're yes. dealing with the child. So I, I did not know that that was kind of your experience on both sides. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it's, like I said, quite an interesting road. See ya. <laughs> yes, so, and I know it led you to want to work with women, and usually in, in particular, who are dealing with issues as being a part of a, a blended family. What are some of the top issues that you saw people having to deal with? A lot of the issues stemmed around communication. Like people just couldn't communicate properly. Um, it was almost as if one side felt like they were communicating what they needed and the other side wasn't receiving it or people were not respecting each other's boundaries. I know that happened for us in the beginning of our relationship. Um, it was a lot of overstepping boundaries. And 
And it literally took me sitting down with her to say, listen, I'm his mom. You are that, that guy's wife, right? So I'm not going to come and tell you guys what to do in your relationship as husband and wife, but this is his child and my child. When he's at you, you guys' house, you know, I'm sure that there's going to be things that you guys do and that's fine. As long as you keep him safe, I'm fine with that. But when it comes to decisions around our son, this is between he and I. If he tells you what the conversation was, that's fine. But you don't get to, to make the decision. And that's what I always respected about my husband. He always wanted peace in the, in the situation. He always wanted there to be peace. Um, so he never, but he never like tried to overstep that. There were a lot of times there were things that he didn't like that my son's dad did. And he would, he would be like, you know, the way he's acting with your son is, you know, I don't like it. Or he said he was coming to pick him up and now look, he's disappointed. So my, my husband would always try to take the role on and like take him out to play football so that he was entertained or take him to whatever activity his dad said he was going to take him to so that he wasn't so disappointed. Um, and there, like I said, my husband, there were times that he could have said a lot, but he just was like, I will never step in and tell you, you know, I'll tell you how I feel, but I'm not going to tell you what to do mm-hmm. because I don't feel like that's my place. And I was like, I, re- I respect that. You know, you are, we are partners. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not crossing, you know, for him, he felt like that was crossing a boundary. Wow. I mean, I guess part of it is finding a, a good new husband that will Amen. help you, <laughs> that will help you through the process. But one thing that I'm, I'm hearing in your story and something that kind of comes to light for me is that often it gets difficult in the whole co-parenting and blended families because there's so much hurt yes. underneath right? Because I think about your situation, the way you laid it out, you could be a bitter sister sitting around here. Amen, girl. Amen. The queen of pettiness. Amen. I I just have a feeling you probably decided to put your son kind of above those feelings or, or is there something else you did? Is there some other way that you helped to, that helped you to work those feelings out? That is exactly what I did. I let, I let my feelings about my son and like how I wanted him to, I didn't want him to feel uncomfortable. And if he always was around the two of us, like well, in the exchange of me taking him to his dad or his dad bringing him home, if he always felt that tension and like, oh God, these two just can't even be in the same space. And then I'm sure that that would make him feel uncomfortable. Um, there were times when I know that he came home and he would want to tell me like, you know, this weekend, you know, I had fun. I did. And and sometimes he was reluctant because he wasn't sure how I felt. So he was like gauging that temperature with, let me, you know, most kids who are raised by their mother want to, want to make sure she's good. They don't want to do anything to hurt her or say anything that they feel is going to hurt her. So they're very in tune to our feelings. And so they save what they really feel into themselves so that they don't hurt you. And so I didn't want him to feel like that. So I always like would say, Oh, did you have a good time? So that he didn't feel like he had to hold that in. Did you have a good time this weekend? What did you guys do? And then he slowly started to um, open up more. And I would say, you know, he would say, Oh, I like um, dad's girlfriend. She treats me nice. She took Mm -hmm. me to do this and that. And so from that point, when I saw that she was treating him well, 
and listen, that's all a mom can ask for is that when your child is not in your presence, that they're still being treated okay. That's what you want. You want to make sure the child is safe. Agreed. I will say that from a personal <laughs> perspective as well. Um, because when my kids, their stepmother came into the picture, it's interesting because I could tell early on, I'm like, I think she's a good person, which right. is a good, I'm like, okay, that's good. And then my daughter who was uh, younger at the time, I used to call her Barbara Walters because Lord, she will report the news. She will tell yes. everything. Amen. So <laughs> if there was anything that was amiss, oh it would have, <laughs> I know it would have come back. She's Listen. 12 now, so she's a little bit more closed, but right, um, right, right. so I, I could just tell. And, and at the end of the day, that was the number one thing you wanted for your your children is that someone Absolutely. who who would love them hopefully and care for them um in your absence so Amen. i and, and it's tough because like i said some of us come from that place of hurt i can't imagine you having that um the person who in your mind in some ways could have been the person responsible for breaking up your engagement That's now have it okay well all right i didn't <laughs> want to assume <laughs> you sending, sending your son to to her you know or to them however often so i can't imagine there's so much hurt and pain that's underneath a lot of these relationships and i, I don't know if it's therapy that sometimes we need to to get ourselves in order if it's meditation if it's i don't whatever it is yoga you need to do it in order to make sure that there there is as your current husband says there's peace because that's right. the at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Yes, that's the truth. I mean, I think for just like you said, it's kind of like a mixture. It's a mixture of it all. Um, there's definitely steps to it. There's definitely levels to it. And of course, you know, with my group and um, the people that I'm working with, I often have to give them like that step by step. Like it's a process. It's not easy. It's not a walk in the park. It's and it's it takes time so don't try to rush through it or or think that you know this person's situation is going to look like your situation or yours is going to look like theirs so wonderful wow what is the number one lesson that you've learned um, either through your personal experience or in your work with other folks who are trying to get this blended family thing right so again I really am a stickler for communication. I feel like communication is the key. And I'll say it and say it and say it and say it over and over again. Um, communication is the key. I always feel like oftentimes, especially when you're in the midst of it all, um, people don't understand how important the introduction is, which is all a part of the communication. And I always say that the introduction is important and that's how you introduce your child to this new person. That's important. You don't thrust kids into a situation like that, you know, when you broke up with their mom yesterday. That's not okay. Or last week. You, you give yourself time to know this person and know that they're a good person to be around your child before you make such a drastic decision like that. And also people fail to do the second part, which is do not omit the second 
introduction, which is um, introducing them to the parent, the other parent. You co-parent with this person. Mm-hmm. It's important for that person to know that their child is around someone safe. Some people feel like, uh, I don't have to tell them who I'm dating. And if it's a dating thing, knock yourself out, you know, whatever. But when you know that it's becoming something more serious, it's absolutely important to introduce your um, co-parent to the person that you are with. And people, I, I feel like that kind of goes over people's head. They're like, ah, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. I don't, I'm not gonna do that, so. Okay, words of wisdom. <laughs> words of wisdom from Jamie Newton Knight. Yes. I really appreciate you taking the time and chatting with me about your experience and, and the lessons that you've learned uh, with your work with other families, other women as well. So if somebody wanted to get in contact with you, Jamie, and what, why would they contact you nowadays and how would they find you? So I definitely am on all the social media platforms. I'm on Instagram as Blended Black Family and the Cocoa Blend, which is like, like I said, I'm transitioning. So the Cocoa Blend is just the cooperative co-parenting blend. Um, A lot of my community was, you know, was saying they resonate more with the co-parenting aspect because they haven't reached the blending aspect yet. Okay. And so um, I'm in that transition. So either the Cocoa Blend or Blended Black Family, either way you find content on both pages. And that's on Instagram as well as Facebook. Um, on YouTube, Blended Black Family. Um, trying to think of any other platform. LinkedIn, Jamie Newton Knight. <laughs> <laughs> send up a smoke signal. She'll send I know, right? Oh, there you are. Right. How, however you wish to reach me, I am, I'm around, okay? I am around. Yeah, especially when it comes to uh, <laughs> those children and, and the distance learning nowadays. You are around because you can't escape. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes, girl. So I've been having to do a lot of um, communicating with my my community because they're struggling too it's like listen yes I'm mom you know and yes I'm trying to navigate this co-parenting thing and because we're all in quarantine it's hard and Mm -hmm. you know having to give people strategies for that but also allowing them to understand that they could take a moment for themselves like just so I did a slumber party last Friday, you know, oh, I told you about. Yeah, they enjoyed that thoroughly. They were like, oh, my God, we needed this laugh. We needed this moment. You know, we, we really needed this. And so I'm just learn, you know, understanding more of what the community needs. And right now, while we're in quarantine, I'm trying to do more of those things, the fun stuff. So, of course, some educational pieces and always putting out content, but also allowing them to unwind and have fun and feel like, you know, we could just come to this space and just relax. So um, fingers crossed, prayers up. By the time this airs, hopefully quarantine will be over. And it'll be a, yes, it just would be awesome if it could be over. Just a memory. And they'll say, why are they talking about quarantine? We've been out of quarantine for weeks. And uh, we could say, just, uh, you know, throw back, throw back to when we were in quarantine. And yes. I, 
I hope that also that I love the idea of that slumber party. So you all make sure that you're connecting with Jamie because we want to, uh, she's got neat things that are happening and, and coming up. Uh, you missed the slumber party. I did too. So we'll, I'm going to stay There's connected in June. to see. Oh, in June. All right. What yeah, about July? Because it might be July before this airs. So hopefully <laughs> we'll continue. Yeah. This. There'll be one in June. We, we're planning to do this thing until, you know, until people are disinterested, I guess. Okay. But the like slumber it. party was definitely a success. Can I leave your crew with, with a few little tips? Sure, absolutely. So I, I just wanted to cover like the blend framework. I always tell the clients about the blend framework. And I feel like it's extremely helpful in helping them to learn the process of how to allow to let things go. <laughs> so the B is to be honest, be real, be open with yourself and your feelings and how you feel about the situation. Oftentimes we try to pass it off. Like, I don't feel anything. I'm okay. I'm fine. Be honest about how you feel so that the other person is aware. You first have to say, I'm in pain. I'm hurting. Then once you get to that part of allowing yourself to understand and know how you feel, you have to take the steps to let it go. So you're going to learn to, to heal and let it go. Then expect resistance and acceptance. Some people are going to say, okay, well, you're ready to move on and you want to co-parent, you know, better. I'm cool with that. And some people are like, oh, you ready? But now I'm not. Mm -hmm. So you can either come across two different situations. So expect that, expect that. Then I want you to learn to negotiate. Of course, this situation is going to be a, a space where it's like, you got to give a little and you got to take a little. Some of it is going to be what you want. Some of it is gonna, not going to be what you want. Some of it, it has to be what they want as well. And then the, the final thing is D, don't rush the process. It's a process and it takes time. So just make sure that you allow yourself some grace and, you know, and you just don't rush the process. That's, that's pretty much it. So thank you for letting me share those tips. No problem. Those tips are always... Um, helpful, especially for those of us who are going through the process. And it's not a short-term process either. I think that's another thing I heard that it's not like, oh, okay, this is it. And, you know, three months and then, oh, now we're blended. It's all so <laughs> not at all. There are probably ebbs and flows and also um, constant renegotiation in terms of what happens and how to operate. Absolutely. So, well, thank you so much once again, Jamie Newton-Knight, for being my guest. Thank you for having me, Sia. No problem. And that's it, everyone, for this episode of Lessons in Savvy Living. Until next time, guys, stay savvy. Bye.